Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lockie, and this week we played three hours of Metal Gear Acid. Metal Gear Ass. 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 <laughs> All right. I Hey, Lockie. Hi. What up? Hi. Hi, Lockie. Dog. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi. Ah, gosh. Um, how you doing, bud? Yeah. What's I'm, happening? What's kicking? I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's a Monday. It's not it's not too late. We we're managing to record this at a regularly scheduled time. Yes, it's nice. It's uh, three forty four p.m. Beautiful time to do it. Still plenty awake. Still some light in the sky. Coming at the podcast hard with uh, an iron fist. <clears throat> kind of low energy for, a, yeah. for me just for me just hyping up this uh, beautiful time to record. Oh, yeah, I, th- I guess I am a little low energy. You know, I, w- I hadn't thought about it, but maybe I'm a little low. How do how do we sure. get my energy up? I, I think when we start talking about this stupid game, I think it'll happen naturally. Oh, should we just go in, or do you want to tell me something stupid? Why don't you tell me one stupid thing about your life today? Any day. I can tell you what I started doing this morning. Mm. What I spent my morning doing mm. was properly trying to p- properly try to begin to nail in all of the lyrics to Christmas rapping by the waitresses. I, I don't know this song. Um, you do. Yes, you do. It's one of the Christmas classics. Uh, I can sing it to you now because, in theory, I have it all locked in as well now. Yes, please. It's one that goes, Bah, humbug, but that's too strong. Uh, you see, I already fucked up. You see, because I'm learning. I always said, but it's too, but it's too strong. But it's actually now that's too strong. And it goes, bah, humbug. Now that's too strong because it is my favorite holiday. But all this year's been a busy blur. Don't think I have the energy oh, this to one. add to my old mini mad rush. Just because it is the season. The perfect gift for me would be completions and connections left for last year's ski shop. Encounter. That's interesting. Had his number, but never the time. Uh, anyway, I could go on, but I won't. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've really I've really done pretty good That's not bad. at locking down all those lyrics. How much more you got to go? I've, well, I've pretty much got all of it, especially when the music's actually playing and I don't have to just do it off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Um, I think I could probably convince most people that I know like 95% of the words. Um, there's, there's still a couple of little gray spots, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was already pretty familiar with this song, but it's, it's one of my favorites. And every year it rolls around and uh, it annoys me every year that I <laughs> don't know all the words. But this is the year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I figured. Because I get time. so into it mm-hmm. um, when I hear it. And then when I'm just like, man, stop, many mad rushes. It's like, fuck me. Just learn the fucking words, lock, so you can show off and have a good time. And you have. You've got the perfect platform to show off your 
Christmas rap <laughs> skills. God, yeah. I think it's definitely the first bit of singing that has been pumped out into the world from me. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. That's not true. I've I've sung on a song of yours. You sat. Well, you actually you sang, and I sung an intro. Oh, yeah, we, you sang the intro with me. Yeah, on, I sang the intro. I think what was that like the Dear Esther episode or the Monster Hunter episode or something? Yeah, yeah. I also sung my own intro for this song. The I I redid the oh yeah three H one of your solos yeah so apparently apparently, so apparently yeah. you're a real musical apparently I'm a big singer yeah yeah aficionado just call me uh fucking name Ray one. Ray runner up to Leona Lewis oh what was his name Ray White mm-hmm. I don't know Ray White you're asking Ray 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 White. <laughs> Ray Winston. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Terrible. Leona Lewis, runner-up. Uh, it was Ray, Ray Quinn. Ray Quinn. Do you want to know a fun he, fact about Leona Lewis? He, he, he's my go-to rogue uh, X-Factor contestant. Even we've we've all got rogue lucky. at all. Yeah. Uh, that she sung the English theme song to Final Fantasy Thirteen. What a classic. Oh my goodness. I completely forgot about that, Jen. She is a bit of a gaming icon, Leona. Um, as well as just an angel with a beautiful voice. So. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. <laughs> All right. Is that enough guff? Yeah, I was well. Mm. I was going to say she... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, let me hear your fact. She went to the same music college as me. Get out of town. Uh, yeah, she did a different course. She did a singing course. I did not do a singing course. But Damn. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a famous alumni. Yeah, I guess so. More famous than anyone who went to anywhere I learned stuff. Well, quite a few famous people went to our shady school. Yeah, true. Uh, I guess they are now alumni. <sighs> yep. Um, anyway... <laughs> This year is coming to a close, and for the final game uh, of this year, it was one of Louis' choosing, mm-hmm. from a franchise we have visited many a times before, and one that is much loved by myself, and even more so by uh, Mr. Lou, on the Hi. mic across from me. That's me. Um, but this is not one of the most conventional titles in the franchise. Do you want to tell us what you picked for us today, Lou? <laughs> Where is this coming from? This persona. Wow. Yeah, pers- Did you like it? Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> There's something, there was, there was something the, I'm not, the string I'm not of, trying of, to. I don't know, man. There was something very strong about that string of words. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of a silver tongue at times, my friend. Damn, son. Um, uh, no, you're right. This is not the most conventional Metal Gear Solid game. Um, it's uh, a spin-off, as you might say, uh, on the PSP system. Um, Metal Gear Acid. Uh, I believe there was a sequel, Metal Gear Acid 2. Um, as well, uh, but we played the first one. Uh, I have no idea really anything about its history. All I know is that Kojima didn't direct it, um, which is pretty obvious. Um, and uh, it's kind of a turn-based tactical strategy game with deck building stealth. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I wanted to check it out because, yeah, as you said, Lucky, that uh, we're both sort of big fans of the Metal Gear series. Um, and 
while it does vary in quality, I, I do very much enjoy it. And um, these are the games I've just never touched. Um, I think I think now at this point, there's just those other PSP games that I haven't played. Um, I think I said them last week. I can't remember what they're called now. Um, Portable Ops. I think after that, that's basically most of the Metal Gear stuff that I've, I think I've basically touched most of it then. Mm. Um, Have you played uh, Metal Gear 1 and 2? 3? Uh, yeah, I've, I've played a percentage of all of them. Really? Uh-huh. What were they on, like? MSX. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah. Um, they're interesting. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I thought we'd check these out. And I knew that these games didn't review particularly well, but they also didn't review, like, terribly. So mm. I just, I guess I was kind of hoping, like, oh, maybe there'll be something here for me. Um Maybe, like, the idea of, like, a tactical stealth game, I think, is a pretty cool idea. And there have been games since then that have gone on to do it very well um, that I've played. Uh, my without, without the card game aspect? Uh, yeah. Or with the card game aspect? Uh, I'm thinking specifically of a game called Invisible Ink. Um, okay. Which is a really good uh, stealth strategy, turn-based strategy game. And I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure there's no card system in that. Um, no, it's not. It's not card based. It's more like a sort of XCOM kind of thing. Sure. Um, um, but yeah, so this the game is is not um, fantastic, uh, uh, and I, I was, God, I've it frustrated me to no end because I don't know about you, but it really did feel like that it was close to being what could have been a good game, and there were elements there. Uh, I like the idea of like collecting sort of Metal Gear Solid card packs that have like characters on that do different things um and like just the idea of a turn-based stealth game i think set in the melga sword universe is overall like a pretty neat idea the portability of it the way that like these like the maps and the levels are broken up into really small chunks and like the idea of playing this on a psp and it looks all right and like all that stuff it feels like it's pretty close to being a game that i would like but uh I think mostly it seems to be a problem with like balance and obfuscation of uh, the rules that makes this yeah. game a real tough one to get through. It's I, I fully agree. Um, like you said, I've never played a stealth turn-based game um, with cards, <laughs> um, and there was so so many times when I was like, "This could be really cool," but. And and this is this is one of those classic things that sounds really stupid, and I don't think it a lot because it is a really stupid thing to say. But I was just like, why why didn't they just do this so different? Like anyone, myself included, could do a better job at laying out this game mm -hmm. in a much more enjoyable and less stupid way than they've done. Uh, a lot of potential, but it just it just doesn't deliver. Yeah, a lot of potential, and it does definitely feel like. It's definitely one of those games that you're redesigning in your head as you're playing it. Um, and it kind of makes me feel like shit. Because I'm like, obviously, I couldn't make this game. But, like, but, um, yeah, exactly. But, like, I I'm feel saying. like you guys could have figured this out. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think, I think one of the things that I try to remind myself when playing it is that in recent years, turn based strategy games in this sort of 3D environment style, as well as card based deck building games, have massively grown in popularity and been refined mm. quite a lot. Yeah, so definitely. I wonder if back then, I don't even know how common like a card-based 
like a card-based strategy game, I don't know how common it would be in this format um, whenever this came out. Um, I think it was 04. That sounds like a pretty, like, early iteration of this idea. Um, well, I, I mean, it, it, it's hard, isn't it? Because, obviously, card-based games have been around, I, again, don't sure, know, sure, but, sure, sure, sure. you know, from at least the 90s. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, collectible card-based games. Um, and some of those games I know were put onto games and digitized. Um, so I mean like card games were a thing, but I mean, I guess this integration of 3d environment, uh, alongside it, I have no idea. It feels like, yeah, it just feels like playing this game. Like, God, if this was made today by like a good indie developer, this would make a really good fucking game. Like you give this to, I don't know. I don't know, give it to the people that made Invisible Ink clay um, or, or something, and they just freaking smash this out of the park. Um, uh, yeah, it feels it feels like a lot of things that are going on in this game are very current, um, and therefore, like, yeah, it's, true. its issues feel, that, like, a lot bigger. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It does. It does feel like, uh, you know, there are so many games with sort of the follow-on of... Um, Slay the Spire and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That uh, it it definitely feels like something that I'm used to playing, and not playing as good as the things I'm used to playing. So before we maybe get into like the nitty gritty of the mechanics, because we'll probably get a little lost in that, because it's a bit hard to explain anyway. Um, what do you? What did you get from, if any, the narrative? Do you remember at all what was happening? Yeah, I think um. It's got a whack opening. I mean, like like a lot of, I guess, Metal Gear story structure, if I can remember correctly. Uh, it, it's a bit all over the place. So it opens with a sort of still image. <laughs> I just of, remember. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm just, the, the opening's coming back to me. Like the way it tried to tell the story. It's just yeah. a nightmare. It's, it's weird. It, it, it shows you like an opening shot of a uh, large man who's referred to as the president. So... Yeah, I'm assuming he's the president <laughs> of the United States. They don't directly say it. Uh, and it seems that he is on some board of big, important people, and it seems a bit shifty. Uh, so it seems like they're sort of setting up that the president's a bit of a bad guy. And then it jumps into a sort of advertisement um, for, like, a silk company. I who was selling, like, pajamas. and Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, um, and there there wasn't even anything on screen, if I remember correctly. I think it was just a black screen while there was some weird silk company mm-hmm. advert, which I'm sure will play out in the story. Uh, but, you know, and, and then the next thing you know, uh, you are being shown some sort of operative who's uh, getting caught in an enemy uh, location in a hostile zone, and they've been tracked down. And uh, it plays out all in cutscene, and it, I actually quite liked this bit because it plays out in cutscene, but the cutscene plays out using the yeah. trading, the the card game, I the actually, CCG. Yeah, I thought this was really cool, and I assume yeah. I assume it's from the limitation of like uh, you can't you don't have much memory on a on a PSP, so it's just actually all in game. Um, so they're kind of basically trying to tell this story of this this woman this operative escaping a base or whatever by just recording them playing it no i i don't think it was i feel like it was like a pre it was pre like a big pre-rendered cutscene. 
Um, it wasn't pre-rendered. I mean, it was that... all in engine. It was just it was just the game. Sure, but I mean, it's not like a PSP couldn't handle a cutscene. No, but like I played plenty of PSP games that had cutscenes. No, I know, but like just I I just I mean I'm sure it was a combination of like technical limitations and also like what if we tried this instead of I, I just feel like, like it was purely stylistic mm, uh, because know, I mean I it wouldn't have been hard to play that in engine and then show some flashes coming from a gun and have mm. someone fall over. Mm. Uh, I see. Anyway, yeah, it, it's cool either way. Yeah, and it, it's super confusing because Very that happens confusing. so quickly uh, that you can't read any of these cards. You don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I almost thought it, it was works. like a demo screen. Like, I, I didn't press start <laughs> try fast and enough. skip it? I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, so... wait, did, did I, <laughs> am I supposed to? <laughs> I missed the start screen. Um, but but it, it kind of worked in a really cool way because it was happening very quickly. It kind of did up the tension of the scene because you know it gave the idea that this character is quickly trying to pull off moves in order to either escape or take down these enemies. Um, it was it was cool, and it also it cool. gives like some because you see the cards there choosing, and it also like just gives you some like hints of what cards you might be getting later on and stuff. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, if you have, like, bat eyes, not bat eyes, bats can't see. If you have, like, eagle eyes. Um, well, apparently I got sp- some goddamn eagle eyes because I noticed a couple yeah. of cards there. It's fair, fair. Um, and, then, and then you're suddenly snake outside the building, um, and it is your mission to infiltrate the building where that operative got captured. Mm-hmm. So that's the opening. Um, it also shows um, an aeroplane. It, it sort of tells the story about this aeroplane that's been hijacked. Um, and there are sort of 500 passengers, including a, a presidential elective candidate on board. And, uh, you know, the pilots have been killed. There's a bomb on board. And the terrorist is... <laughs> making demands to uh, get some random biological warfare secrets, blah, blah, blah. But who is the MGS, terrorist? MGS, MGS. Um, <laughs> God, it just goes on and on, doesn't it? All right, listen, so wrap your head around this. Uh, the terrorists on board the plane are these two dolls. Uh, They're creepy, <laughs> sort of, Lockie. They're really good, aren't they? No, they're not. <laughs> Called Elsie and uh, someone else. I don't remember. Yeah, just, they're just Francis identical dolls. Um, they're literally dolls. Yeah, like China dolls. One of them's got like a funky, slightly cracked face and wobbly eye. Um, and it's it's. I actually thought that they were great characters. Oh, I thought because, they were horrendous. Did you? Yeah. I, it's super cliche. I just thought dolls. I just thought like it's always so weird when a uh, Metal Gear Solid game isn't directed by Kojima because you you're looking at it and you're like this is either Kojima at his absolute worst or it's just not Kojima and I don't think Kojima's great all the time that's absolutely not what I'm saying but like this is like just there's something just like so hokey and naff about this in a way that he often is but not in this type of there's something wrong about this I don't know really uh, yeah. I mean I I, I think. There are definitely aspects of this stuff throughout Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, absolutely. But the Kojima games. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I like the fact that the story was being told by these two creepy dolls um, because you sort of know and assume that the dolls are puppets and it's an interesting way of presenting you the main bad guy and showing aspects of their personality being played out through these two dolls talking to each other. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting way of uh, revealing someone without showing them. Yeah, and there's some themes going on with like um, psychic stuff, like you have a team member on your team that's a psychic. Um, yeah. So I guess that's something going on with this this game. Um, there was an amazing line of dialogue that I don't quite remember, so I'm probably making it slightly worse than it was. But between the the uh, the uh, guy on the plane, um, uh, and the dolls, the dolls were like, "We've murdered the co-pilot and the pilot," and he was like, "Wait, does that mean dot 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 they're dead?" <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that means, buddy. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? I was also confused by the fact that the dolls on the screen didn't have any strings. And then when it showed, like, their close-up talking thing, they had strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that kind of made me wonder. Intrigue. Um, it was also kind of funny how the shot that shows this presidential candidate, um, him and his secretary are sitting next to each other. And it's just them. And then on the seats behind them, it shows this creepy little goth girl. And it's like, well, that's her. (laughs) That's got to be her. It's the only other character they're showing. And they are in no way generic, you know? Yeah. She's she's a terrorist. That little girl is a terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's got to be. So I thought that was kind of weird. I'd be, I'd actually be fascinated to find out if she is a terrorist. Um, um, yeah, and then, and then, so you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're Solid Snake, and you're doing missions, and you're talking to this guy who's your, your commander is called Roger, which is just so stupid. Um, there are some funny names in why, this game. Like, so there's a Roger and a Gary, <laughs> and and it's not only Gary. The guy's full name is Gary Murray. <laughs> <laughs> you must be Gary Murray. <laughs> Oh. Um, no, no voice acting. In no this voice game. acting. Um, yeah, just all text. Um, and they do this classic like you get to an area, you get a call on your whatever it's called, your codec, and you your codec. He he says, "Snake, look out! There's a thing there, and I must tutorialize this." And then you go, "Cool!" And then you do it. Um, and it's then, funny as well because sometimes the codec doesn't even uh, <laughs> he doesn't even have a conversation. It'll you'll get to like an end of the mission, and. Um, the codec will ring and it'll just be like snake will just say okay i'm i'm, I'm leaving now <laughs> um which is weird because the codec rung uh and there's no one on the other end you just tell them best codec moment was um when i started going up some stairs and i got a call from a guy saying snake from roger actually snake there's some stairs up ahead i was halfway up these stairs He's like, so stairs. useless, isn't there's it? Some, there's some stairs up ahead. You need to go up there. Oh, wow. Well, game... Already halfway through the level. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm at the stairs. Jeez. <laughs> this, uh, this, this game does such a bad job at telling you what to do because it gives you tutorials on things that are blatantly obvious. Um, 
and then will chuck you into the most ridiculous situation without sort of guiding you through it. You know, it's it's like um, it's like someone saying, "Hey, uh, here's a pair of ice skates. Here's how you put them on. Uh, yep, you just slide your foot in, do up the shoelaces, and then they just drop you into like a sort of." obstacle ice skating course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i follow, I follow the metaphor yeah it, it it's kind of like that i mean obstacle ice skating courses i don't think exist <laughs> um i want to so, give one so a let, go let, let, let's say it, it's like here's how to ride a bike you know <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. it's not complicated you sit on it and then metaphor redux they, let's do it again they open <laughs> they open the door and you're at the top of some downhill slalom course uh-huh. the game kind of felt like that um mm. And it does such a bad job at describing well, I many, think, I many think, things. I think the metaphor you're looking for is um, uh, learning to run before you can walk. I think that's what you're looking for. We, no? 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 no because, they, okay, I tell you what, we'll add something. Because they, that they, suggests, they give, they that suggests the a natural progression <laughs> where it, it's like they teach you to walk, which you kind of figure out, and they teach you in great detail. So you learn to walk, but then it's it, it's not... <laughs> jogging there's no middle ground it's just running that's the metaphor but it's like it's like doing you're you're doing the no Uh but i'm suggesting that there's no middle stage which the walk before you can run sort of suggests a smooth progression um in which this game doesn't have that sort of smooth progression i mean it doesn't have yeah it's all over the place um it like i'm gonna i'm gonna move past the metaphors now and talk about the game, but like it, it doesn't, it just randomly decides to tell you information that would have been great to know an hour and a half ago. Um, so, I mean, let's just, let's just, let's just try and do this. So yeah, so it's a, it's a turn-based strategy card deck builder. Do you want me to do this bit? Yes, please. (laughs) Um, so it's a collectible card game. You can get packs. You can also find packs within the mission. These packs contain cards. There are lots of different types that do different things. Um, And you basically can make a minimum 30-card deck. You get distributed, say, I think it's six cards maybe Mm -hmm. at the start of a round. And then you can normally use up... um, Different cards have different amount of resources that they take up and able to use them. Um, But generally, you can normally use two cards per round. Um... And then once that round is finished, you'll retain your cards that you didn't use, and you will draw two new cards. Uh, You can, if you choose to pass your turn, you can do things like discard two cards um, and get two new new cards if you need to. And these cards will do things like um, buff your character, you can equip weapons, you can, like, equip the classic stealth cardboard box that lets you sort of sneak around in the cardboard box. You can equip scopes to your guns, which, like, will increase your accuracy... Uh, then there are character cards that have special abilities. So, for example, you can use one that will instantly kill a guard, or you can use one that will increase the next uh, gunshot that you do, um, increase its accuracy by 50%. Um, there are cards that, like, heal you. There are different weapons, so you can use, like, a pistol, you can use machine guns, you can use grenade cards... And there's uh, also movement cards. Um, so each turn, you can move 
a certain amount. Movement cards will let you move, say, for example, four or five squares, uh, but you can also use any card or like 90% of cards as movement cards as well instead of using their primary action as a movement card. So you can get delivered a grenade card and instead use it to move and move three, sta- uh, three squares instead of four. And it, it sort of plays out like that. And there are deck building elements um, so that you can choose how you want to make your deck, which is kind of nice because you can think, okay, do I want to play this stealthy and equip like a bunch of movement uh, cards and, you know, cardboard boxes and blah, blah, blah? Or do I want to do this kind of destructively and equip weapons and blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I would say the final crucial element, which the game does probably the worst at explaining, is the cost system. Um, and it took me some time to really understand how that worked. Uh, yeah. But basically, yeah, I, I never, <laughs> I never understood it. So, so um, it me- it starts mentioning this pretty early, and then every once in a while, it'll just give you a little bit more, <laughs> just a tiny bit, like a morsel more, so you understand it slightly better. But it always does a terrible job trying to explain it. But um, from my understanding is so basically. You can play, for the most part, you can play two cards every turn if you want, or you can do one and skip the next, or you can skip the whole turn entirely. Um, But each card itself, there's a separate sort of meter called the cost meter. Um, And so each card has, like, this costs six, this costs ten, this costs two, blah, blah, blah. Um, And that adds to a total each turn, right? Um, And every character on screen, um, all the enemies also have a cost. So it's basically initiative is what it is. and the heavier cards you use, so like weapons or um, special cards, have higher cost. Um, so if you use, I don't know, a six and a four, that means you'll get ten cost, which means that the guy that used a two and a, and a three uh, next to you will go before you. Um, mm. So it's, that's literally all it is. It's initiative, but they called it cost and then made it weird. So basically what you need to do if I think if you even want to attempt to play this game as an effective stealth game, which is almost impossible, I found anyway, um, mm. is uh, you need to be looking at everyone's initiative all the time because you need to be able to like, you basically need be, be able to manage how many turns you have and how much cost you have. So, okay, I've got one turn left, which means that, um, and I'm at five cost, which means that I can play this next card and he has 11 costs. So that means that I can get around him and get another turn before he gets to play again, which means I can get the whole way around him without him seeing me. Um, Everyone's brain has melted. Yeah. But, but it's, 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 it's wild. It's, um, we, yeah, we don't need to go into it. I don't think, but I, I think, I think there's my, my, what I'm trying to point out is not only is that like, um, difficult to explain, it's difficult to learn when you're playing it and it's, what I found incredibly difficult to do effectively. Um, so it's just, uh, it's kind of, it kind of ends up being a huge amount of, uh, maths and kind of like, um, simple maths, but just kind of like, okay, he's at five, I'm at four, I can wait two turns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but also just like, Oh, just a nightmare of trying to figure out when this person's going to move, if they're going to look in this direction, what's their vision cone? Um, will I get seen well, if that's I a big problem? Will they get seen? Will I get seen if I stand there? Um, does my turn end when I do this? Like just all of that information that you desperately need um, 
to make a stealth game um, manageable is just it's not really there and it's not presented to you in a way that's easy to consume. Yeah, they, they do a really bad job at um, communicating what the enemies are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how far you can push your own actions in response to what they are doing. Um, and it's it's stupid. It's a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just... Uh, I mean, so everyone knows that Metal Gear Solid is... And, well, Metal Gear franchise is a stealth game. But the first mission... I, I just had absolutely no idea how to even get past it with using stealth. The first, when you say the first mission, is that the one with the you have to he teaches you how to knock on the wall? Um, or is that a, is that a later no, mission? No, before that. I can't remember what it, the first mission was. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, so maybe it wasn't the very first one. Maybe it was like the the second or the, it was the first big one at least when you go to find Gary Murray. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. okay. Inside yeah. that building. Inside that building. Yeah, that um, is the second mission, I think. Yeah, and. It's, it's crazy because you think for the first proper level and for a stealth game, you you would expect ways for you to effectively avoid these guards. Mm-hmm. And I'm presented with the level. There's a thin corridor with two cameras. <laughs> uh, two cameras on that one corridor. Or maybe it's just one. Um, and a guard patrolling it. And it's a single square corridor, which means that only one person can go up that corridor at a time. And they go, okay, all good. Oh, there's a room to the left, which I'm sure will have some sort of sneak around. I go in. Ah, yes, some benches. Let me crawl under these. No? Okay, you're not allowed. What? What? You know? Mm -hmm. What do you want from me? Did I miss it? Maybe. I'm not the smartest. (laughs) Um, I'm... I am not the smartest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it it, it was stupid, and it only got worse. I mean, once I killed one of the guards, I managed it. Uh, And what else is really weird about this game is that it's a turn-based game, but there's no sort of timeline, at least in the missions that we played. I don't know if they introduced one later. Um, But there's no sort of timeline. So you can effectively... Just pass turns continually yes. until the guards move into places that you sort of... And, and that's one of the things is that that feels like that's the most effective strategy. So it's quite typical and it's one of the complaints of like a traditional stealth game, right? It's like you end up hiding in a corner, learning all the patrol routes, um, and then you like sort of navigating them effectively quite quickly. Um, and people find that quite boring. Wow. I, I personally find that quite satisfying. Yeah, that's the fun part of the game. Um, but in this game, to do that, which you can do, it means you have to, like, start, like, effectively skipping turns, and you're, like, you're navigating all these menus to skip turns over and over again, and watching all the enemies move, like, four steps at a time, and because of the initiative roll stuff, when you skip a turn, you only put your initiative up to four, but most of the other characters will, like, um, will be, will be at, like, six, because they moved or something, so... So what happens is you skip your turn and then nothing happens because you haven't done anything. So you just you have to skip another of your turns before anyone will move. So it just becomes painful. painfully slow process of waiting to figure out how everyone's moving. It like that slow process of a traditional stealth game of watching everyone gets like tripled here if you want to do this. Mm. So what I ended up doing was just like ah, fuck it. 
I guess I'll just shoot you, which feels terrible because killing people in stealth games is boring. And this game does not introduce any way of avoiding murdering people. Um, which you, is insane for Metal Gear yeah. game because that, that's what these games yeah. famously are yeah. and famously reward you for playing the entire game without killing anyone. And it does and it does reward you for not killing anyone. If you get through the level, you can get you get bonus cards for getting through level fast with no kills and no alerts, I think. Um and I think I got through one of the levels fast once and that was it. Um every other time well, I completely woofed it apparently. Well, I mean, this was the problem. This level that uh I played out stealthily. And the other problem is that I deck built um to be intentionally stealthily, mm. you know. So I took out most of my guns and my grenades. You need the, you need the silence pistol to get through because it it knocks them down. Um, right. Yeah. Well, you might. I I <laughs> I didn't. I just it just took me like fucking a million years to get there. Yeah. Uh, so I maybe that's what they want you to do. Way. But it just I, well, well, but the thing is, even if that's what they want you to do, they don't successfully incentivize it because. No. That mission that I played through pretty stealthily um, and took me forever, I got to the end of it, I got like a C, and then the next mission, uh, I was trying to sneak through, I got spotted, someone kicked out my cardboard box and exposed me, and then I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to run to the exit because I can. Uh, so I got up, I used up all my movement cards, I ran to the exit, Everyone, every guard saw me. Yeah. Um, I got to the exit. And I was like, "Here's an A." Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, come on. Um, it doesn't really care. <laughs> it doesn't care, and it 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 takes such a long time. And I mean, this is just a thing that stealth games do: is that if you want to play them stealthily, they take four times as long. Yeah. Um, but it feels bad. Um. And the weird thing, because it does give you those bonuses for doing that with the level, you'd think the levels would be replayable. Um, but they are not, at least not in the same way. When you go back to replay a level, it gives you a completely different task. Um, oh, I don't mind that. No, it's just interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but it means mm. you can never earn those like speedy, fast, blah, blah things. So whatever those right. cards are, you're never getting them. I think they're Good just kind of random shitty cards. I don't think they're that great. And I think actually the packs... It's much better to go for the packs than it is for the bonus cards, um, is my, in my experience, is what I found. Um, but yeah, like you go back to a level and it's like, get through this level without killing anyone or get through this level as fast as you can, basically. Um, and it randomizes yep. it each time you do it. Um, I tried to do that second level a couple of times um, just to see. Oh, yeah. Um, how far did you get? Because I have a feeling you not never found far. out a piece of information that's very helpful. Probably not. Um, I got on to the, to the armory. Okay, so you did learn about triangle. Uh, yeah, but then I started trying it and it didn't work. Oh. I was kind of like skim reading and it was like, okay, press triangle to hold triangle to like skip your turn and speed things up. Oh, no, no, there's, but, there's another very helpful thing about triangle. Yeah, I missed, I missed before that. Um, so you press triangle when you're looking at your cards when it's your turn. And it will show you, you can then scroll the entire map, see where everyone is, uh, and, yes, you can you see, and you can see their vision cones. <laughs> I watched, oh, you can see vision cones as well. Yeah. If it tells uh, you this three hours in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so dumb. Yeah. And it's also actually not that helpful. <laughs> you still just get screwed uh, constantly. Really? Yeah. I was getting screwed constantly on that level. 
Um, yeah, because I actually watched someone play some gameplay of this game. Um, and I saw them do the top-down thing. Yeah. And I tried to look up controls, and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> I At least I know it's there. Yeah. And it's doable. Yeah. Um, even if I, I don't get to experience it. Yeah. Uh, it it get, got even worse um, on the next level, where... It tells you to push forwards. There's a road you have to go down to the east. Mm-hmm. So you go down there, and it's all, it's all blocked off. And um, they they tell you, oh, the enemy's already here. You're going to have to find a way to push through. And there was a wall, right? Very thin, with cracks all over the front. Ah, here's, here's my way. Classic. All I have to do is break down this wall. So I snuck into a corner. But I didn't have anything to blow it up because, as I mentioned, I built my deck to be stealthily. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was there, just discard, uh, going turn after turn, discarding <laughs> cards, just trying to find like a grenade. Yep. You know, and after like probably five minutes of just sitting, discarding my cards, watching the enemies go, discarding two cards, watching the enemies go, discarding two cards, I finally came to a grenade. I throw a grenade. Uh, and it does nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, God damn. Um, and it turns out the way you have to progress, uh, and bear in mind that this wall is very exposed and you're surrounded by a lot of guards, is to walk into open and stand in front of this wall, which is like the least instinctive thing to do in a stealth game. Uh, and then it triggers a cutscene that says, oh, can't go this way. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah. Go get the C4 from the other area. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. I had a very Give similar... A I had the same thing, except I, I got lucky and the grenade showed up very quickly. Um, but I literally the same thing. I guess I'll throw a grenade. Um, threw the grenade. Nothing happened. I then was like, oh, maybe there's another way through here. But um, not only does nothing happen, it alerts all the guards. It alerts all the guards. Uh, so then you have to wait, you know, another couple minutes for everyone to calm down um and i was like okay maybe there's another way so i spent quite a while like maybe it's up here so i walked up here like trying my best to like stealth around all this bullshit like and then uh and then yeah i I think i just lucked out and walked in front of it and the cutscene played and i was like ah okay that is so dumb um yeah it's a real um it's a real heckin shame man because i think it's it's really got some good stuff there to start with um yeah and it makes me want to check out the sequel um because i wonder if they cleaned it up um probably not because i bet i I haven't heard i haven't heard that much about it but it's probably better also also i mean um i'm sure it is maybe the type of game that sort of once you're acclimatized to all the crap it could be quite fun yeah you know, I, I I got the feeling that, oh, I, I can understand why there would be a group of people who potentially really like this game. Yeah. And maybe have a really good time playing it. But I think you definitely have to play it, um, you know, through all the, the swamp of yeah. awfulness together. Yeah. I, yeah, I, try, I think I played about four hours of this game. Um, and, like, I was trying... Just really trying my best to wrap my head around all the initiative stuff and like just try to make sure. So I like I save stated it and I was like, right, I'm gonna try and get through this first area, like in the armory level, like as cleanly as possible, no kills and not being seen. And I just found it like almost impossible to do. Um, yeah. 
really tough. Uh, especially because you have to remember, like, these cards are randomized as well. So, like, you're also battling with the randomization layer. And it's just, yeah. Which, which, which can be kind of nice. Which can be fun um, when it's especially balanced Especially because, properly. you know, well, you know, I mean, like, it, it forces you to uh, adapt your move depending on what you have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't because you can just sit there and cycle through cards over five minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, I think they just needed to open up the maps um, and it would have worked a lot better. I think it would be these tiny, tight corridors. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the other problem it has and it comes up with that breakable wall is, is that um, when it's turn-based, it's, you're, I'm just like naturally disincentivized to explore the space. Um, mm. because I have to use a whole turn and I have to risk getting seen. Like, it's already kind of like when you're, when you're playing a stealth game, I find you're kind of like, I just want to get to the area because I'm in stealth and I don't want to be seen. And why would I spend extra time risking being seen by going into this room? Mm. Um, but with then you add like this turn-based nature and it's like, well, no fucking way am I going to go like yeah. path all the way over there to see what's through that door because I'm just spending a huge amount of time skipping through these turns plus playing a stealth game um so like i'm not gonna go look at the wall whereas if this was like a just a regular metal Gear Solid game i would have probably walked right up to that wall um quite naturally um yeah but yeah but but the thing is you maybe wouldn't have even because it is in a very exposed area it's yeah you know it was i mean there's a camera there, like, there were guards around directly at it. yeah yeah it, it's, you have to like know. break the camera first to even get there um one other thing that I think is kind of funny is that because this is a collectible card game uh, that relies on packs, um, it's funny having that aspect of the game in a game that has like a save feature. Because mm. <laughs> you, you can just save before you spend all your money on packs. That's and true. just op- open them until you get the cards you want That's slash true. good cards. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah anyway yeah that was um metal gear acid metal gear solid acid metal gear acid not metal. even solid just, just metal just gear acid. acid just acid just a bit of acid ass acid <laughs> oh sweet ass <laughs> okay um <laughs> settle down that buddy metal gear um, metal gear ass next week <laughs> yeah. we've got a good episode for you That's... one of my favorites yeah We'll see. Uh, it will be the game of the year, 3HR edition, uh, in which we both go through all of the games that we played this year, each pick five um, that the other person made us play, and, uh, yeah, pick our five favorites and then come together and make a top five uh, collectively between us. Yeah, it should be good. It should be a good little... It's a fun episode. It's always a cozy time. Um, I think this is our third year doing it. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, all right, dude. Uh, do you want to talk me out? Sure. Quickly, because it's long. Um, thank you for listening to Time Play 3HR. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere. It's all over the shop. Everywhere. Um, also, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Mm. 
we have an email at timeplayed3hr at gmail.com. That's it. Yep. Goes up on Monday. Yep. As it will today. Yep. Keep it real. Yep. Uh, Have a very Merry Christmas. Yep. Because you won't hear from us before then. Yes, you will. Before Christmas? Nah. Mm hmm. Maybe we should release on Christmas. No. It's... Okay. Oh, no, they won't. They won't. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. For some reason, yeah. my brain, uh, Christmas Day was the end of the month. <laughs> that's not That's not how that works. <laughs> um, you see what I'm working with here, uh-huh. guys? Come on. Uh, yeah, cool. See ya. Happy halls. Happy halls. Happy halls.